Welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. This week, the U.S. calls out China for cyber espionage. The Stark County Regional Transit Authority is increasing their push for green energy to power their fleet. And a new book is out now about how big tech companies are harnessing the power of your voice without your knowledge and in some really pretty creepy ways that are only just now coming to light. All this and more coming up. The U.S. and its allies are accusing China of a global computer hacking and cyber espionage campaign. But Chinese diplomats in Washington are calling the accusations baseless and malicious. CBS News correspondent Ed O'Keefe has more. The spring attack on the Microsoft Exchange email system hit tens of thousands of companies and gave the hackers, essentially Chinese spies, access to hundreds of thousands of email servers. Investigation is not finished. The administration, for the first time, is alleging that Chinese leaders are paying the criminal groups to hack their rivals, costing companies and governments billions. In Canton, the Stark Area Regional Transit Authority is going green with hydrogen fuel cell-powered buses gradually replacing their diesel fleet. SARTA Executive Director and CEO Kurt Conrad. We have a total of 19 vehicles that are powered by hydrogen fuel cells. 15 of them are 40-foot buses, and then five of them are the first paratransit or like SCAD buses in the country. So that altogether makes us the third largest fuel cell fleet in the country. Um, the largest outside of California. Uh, we really believe that a fuel cell technology is really what a zero replacement vehicle for a, a diesel bus will be. That bus can stay on the road all day long, go up to 300 miles in the day without needing to be recharged or refueled. So we really think that that is the zero emission vehicle for the future, so to speak. For people that don't really understand fuel cells, sure. and I'm not expecting you to you know, give us all the science behind it, but explain what's the difference between a fuel cell vehicle and a diesel vehicle, for example. Sure. So an internal combustion engine basically burns the fuel for power. But what a fuel cell does is take hydrogen and creates electricity through a chemical process where hydrogen combines with oxygen from the outside, releases an electron, and then that electron is what powers the vehicle. And the only byproduct of that is water. So if you follow one of our fuel cell buses, you will see water on the ground. There's literally zero emission. So you mentioned you've had this for four years, but I saw yep. that you were, what, expanding that? You're going to put it in more buses now? Well, we're continuing to add onto our fleet over time. We just joined another initiative to try to educate another uh, transit systems in the Midwest. We've been going around the country letting people borrow our bus. We just did a 10-city tour in California. Last year we were in Florida, Washington, D.C. We're probably going to hit Canada and Denver this year, so... There's a lot of interest around the country in zero emission vehicles. And I, and I think the one thing that's, that's started to become clear is the only diesel bus manufacturers left is Cummings. And we're actually involved with them. You got a $3.2 million grant with them and another bus manufacturer to build their first hydrogen vehicle. And so they're looking at uh, the future beyond the diesel vehicle. And so at this point, they're producing electrical gen sets, traction motors, and all that stuff. And a lot of these companies, these Ford, GM, they're looking at life beyond the internal combustion engine. 
they project at some point in the time you won't even be able to get an internal combustion engine. So I think what we're trying to do is educate people in both the community and across the country of what's coming and what's available in the, uh, the electric vehicle drive. And now, a story about the power of your voice, the power big tech companies have over it, and the powerful way they're using it without your knowledge to create a complex physical, emotional, and psychological profile about you that can be used or misused by advertisers, banks, credit card companies, and more. This is author Joseph Toro on his new book, The Voice Catchers, How Marketers Listen In to exploit your feelings, your privacy, and your wallet. It's an emerging industry. What's amazing is the capacity. Uh, some companies already are doing this. Uh, most recently, McDonald's, for example, of all places, uh, started doing experiments in uh, Chicago, listening to people who go through the drive through to figure out their gender and their age by their voice. Scientists think that you can even figure out a person's height and weight and uh, even, believe it or not, whether they've been on birth control for a month. You're kidding. How can, uh, they, I mean, how can, they, figure, how can they figure that out? The idea is that your voice is symptomatic to the rest of your body. So depending on what's going on, it affects your vocal cords, the, the way in which your nasal passages relate to the rest of your body. It's, you know, I'm no scientist, but I've spoken to some of them and read a fair amount. And that's, I mean, they really do believe this stuff. Now, the irony is that most marketers are focusing on emotions and personality, which a lot of the people who do work on voice profiling believe is probably the least reliable because of cultural biases. But in contact centers, for example, it's not uncommon that you might go uh, call an 800 number and it's there's a chance that the company will listen to your voice when you're talking to the machine, make presumptions about your personality or your emotions at the time, and triage you to an agent who's supposedly good at dealing with just those kinds of people and maybe even upselling them. I found that interesting because when I was reading the book and I was first thinking about this topic, I was thinking about how I voluntarily might talk to Siri or to Google, right? Yeah. Through, through my phone. But I was not at all thinking about the times when I call my bank or I call, you know, an insurance agent or something like that. And I get put into the phone tree, you know, and they say, mm -hmm. press one for this and press two for that. Uh, like last week, I called someplace and I wanted to get an answer to something. And they kept only giving me like a range, press one for this and two for that. And I was like, but I don't want that. Yeah. And I found myself. Well, most people hate that. I, yeah, I found myself like yelling at yeah. this at well, this inanimate object. But then I realized, <laughs> oh, my gosh, they're recording this and they're going to classify me as being like some crazy person or something. They might. I don't know about a crazy person, but they there's even a company that will keep those records of you for many of its clients. So, and they won't tell the clients your name, but if you call another company who's a client of theirs, they will use the information they have about you based on previous calls. But, you know, so it, wasn't, it wasn't about me personally. It was that they didn't offer me the choice that I needed to get done what I needed to do, which made me frustrated. It was like that. Well, One I understand, for, you know, but what I'm saying is they would classify you as a person who had this kind of emotion 
<laughs> in this kind of context. Now, you know, that may help you. It might hurt you. It can help you if, if you have had a history with that company of doing a lot of business. Sometimes the computer will actually put a note on the agent's um, uh, monitor that says, be careful, treat this person well. You have the permission to give them a $200 discount because they're really important to us. Oh. So important people get treated well under those circumstances. Unimportant people, not so well. So as a consumer, when I was reading your book, I was a little bit freaked out by how pervasive this recording is and and worried about what they might do with this data. Are you worried about it? Were you Were you a little freaked out when you found out too? Well, yeah, that's why I wrote the book. I mean, I had some notion when I started that this might be a problematical technology. I didn't realize how much the contact center industry has gotten into it. But more importantly, if you look, and I talk about this a lot in the book, at the patents that have come out, at the energy that various industries, the advertising industry, the housing industry, the automotive industry are putting into placing voice all around us, uh, and the, the advance of voice profiling technology, this has the potential to be more problematical than facial recognition, which everybody seems to understand is difficult, uh, because these things are directly in our homes. I mean, in many cases, um, Alexa knows whether it's in the bedroom or in the kitchen or in the living room, and you might talk to it differently in different rooms. We don't know what Amazon is doing with those data at this point. I've tried to find out. Nothing quite is written down. Google will say that it does not use your voice prints for marketing, meaning the, the literal understanding of, of your voice uh, when you speak to, say, Nest devices. But it doesn't say anything about, and it, it actually takes the right to do it when you're talking uh, on your phone to Google Assistant. Um, and advertisers are gearing up to use this sort of information down the line. People I spoke to said, while you know, maybe it's not really rushing into it now, Within five to ten years, they think that voice profiling is going to be much more um, part of our lives. That was author Joseph Turo on his new book, The Voice Catchers, How Marketers Listen In to Exploit Your Feelings, Your Privacy, and Your Wallet. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590-WAKR and WAKR.net.